the voice inside your head You're doing just fine, you're trying your best And no one ever told you it's all gonna be okay just people never sleeping all the stupid shit We won't remember in the morning, yeah, we're gonna forget No one ever told you it's all gonna be okay You lose faith in everything you ever knew Don't give up on me Life gets overwhelming Relying on yourself is hard to do Good day, everybody, and welcome to episode 36 of One Life Livid Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Callahan, and I'm incredibly blessed to have you again join us on this journey. But I'm more blessed today to be sitting next to my friend, uh, Michelle Thorne. I have had the opportunity um, that I love to share, but I've had the opportunity to walk in nature with Michelle um, a number of months ago. And it was an incredibly powerful conversation that has really, truly nudged my life and really, truly blessed me along the way. Um, and I am so glad that you've been able to take the time to come and sit with me today. Well, I'm, uh, I'm fortunate to be able to be here today. And I think it was about a month after the accident that we spoke. Mm. And uh, it's been a pretty intense week. Uh, there have been a lot of media interviews this week. I've spoken with NTV and The Telegram and CBC on multiple occasions. And, um, you know, we talked a few months back about possibly having a discussion mm. on a podcast and the timing is right. So once I got all those big news outlets out of the way, my, my next thought was I'm going on Steve's podcast and I had that thought. I called you the other night and I said, Steve, I'm going on your podcast yes. on Monday. I don't so. think I was given a choice, <laughs> which was good. Yeah, I like and, that. And I don't know if I mentioned to you no. that it might be uh, a multiple series. I, as well. I'm, I'm hoping that it will yeah. be. Yeah. Um, so again, I, I was blessed to be able to have a, a walk in nature with you. But could you, for those that may not be um, aware of this chapter and story in, in your life, could you take us back to July 4th a little bit? I will. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, you know, good question, because that's what this week has been about. Mm. A lot of us were jolted back to okay. my family and other families, and a lot of teenagers in this city were jolted back to July 4th this past week. So July 4th was actually in the, the early July, night of July 3rd, early morning, July 4th, um, there was a, a car accident. get through this um and um my son didn't survive so i had um you know he had he had gone out he had gone out to hang with buddies and we had had a really good night beforehand and actually had some really powerful conversations with my son earlier in the evening um you know he was uh, there's a larger story at hand and what i'm about to tell you um 
but you know, he, he had a really, he was having a really good night. He went out to hang out with buddies and um, it, it ended tragically. And I had sat down on the couch and, and dozed off and I was woken up by a knock at the door and it was the RNC officers and they were asking me questions about um, if I knew who my son was with that night and, and where he had gone but they weren't getting to the point right away. And I, I knew that, you know, something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. This, um, you know, my, my first thought, honestly, when I when I, I opened the door and I saw the RSCs, oh my God, what does he want? Um, but it, well, I, I picked up that it wasn't that, but they, they were trying to verify his identity because he didn't have his ID on him. And uh, they were asking these questions and, and then they came out and they told me that um, there had been an accident and that, um, Travis didn't survive. Mm. Yeah. So um, my world, our worlds have been torn apart. He he was only sixteen. You know, he um, he was only sixteen. He he had big plans. He had goals. We we talked about a lot of it that night before he went out the door. And um, you know, last words. One of the last things I said to him that night. And 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 who gets this, by the way? I mean, there's there's a there's a bigger power at work here than just you and me. But, oh. you know, one of the last things I said to him that night, I told him how proud I was of him. I told him, I told him, um, I was so proud of him because of the, all the work that he had been doing on himself and the things that he had learned. And, and he'd had, he'd gone through a rough patch and we're going to, we're going to talk more about that later. Mm. Um, but, you know, he had spent a lot of time working on himself and made some really great progress and things were just, you know, really going his way at this point. And I said, Travis, I said, I'm so proud of you for the work that you've done. I'm so proud of you for, uh, you know, the things that you've learned and the initiatives you've taken. And I said, you know what, we're going to get caught up on everything else. You'll get caught up on your schoolwork next year. You'll go back and have a fresh start. But I said, the lessons you've learned this year are, are so much more important and so much more powerful than anything that you, you've missed out in school. We'll, we'll get that. That'll all fall into place. But what you've done, I said, most people don't figure this out in their 40s and 50s, let alone at 16. And, um, and I was. And I, and I told him, get this, I told him he was going to be amazing. I told him that night that he was going to do everything that he ever set out to do in life and that he was going to be amazing. And those words come back to me now. Um, he still will. Mm. It's, it's just going to look different than, than we had expected. And, and what, you know, he, he's, he's shown us how, and it, it, it all played out much differently than we had expected or hoped, but you know what, he's still going to do amazing things with our help. Um, and that's the bigger story, but um, excuse me. So Friday before last, uh, earlier in that week, um, and the thing is when he went out, his best buddy was driving, mm -hmm. one of his best buddies. Uh, Charles was one of those kids who, I, I'm not sure if there's a child this side of Gander who didn't have <laughs> some sort of a, a connection. He, yes. he had pockets of friends all over the place. Um, Everybody seemed to know him on some on some level, but now, without going too far, because yeah. I don't want to take that away. Sure. Did you know a lot about these connections beforehand? 
Not all of them. Okay, uh, that's yeah. fine. Just something just yeah. to, to, that um, we may touch on a little later. But again, I, I've, I I've gotten to, you know, in, in the months since mm, because um, a lot of people, a lot of teenagers have reached out to me directly and some I knew and, and some I didn't. And I, I'll often get messages saying, you know, he spent time in our home or, yeah. you know, he spent time with my child and he had a positive impact or I'll get a message from a teenager that says I'm making better choices mm. because of something he said or either before or something that we've shared since. So it's, um, there's a, there's a larger story there for sure. I, He's brought a lot of he's brought a lot of um, people into my life this last few months. I think there's a lot of people our age that will say that kids are not connected today. That kids don't. You'd be surprised. I know, and I and I and I know yeah. that I know that kids today, and we blame a lot of things on on you know technology and electronics and things, like that, and we say that kids are not as connected as what we used to be. Let me tell you something. They are incredibly connected, and I didn't want to no. pull you too much far uh, off that. But when I really, when because you had shared so many stories with me about people that are reaching out, and I know we'll go there, yeah. uh, and that's why I want people to understand that we we think that, that that kids today are not connected, and they are truly, truly are somewhat more deeper than we could ever hope to be. I'm going to tell you something now, Steve, on that note, because, because again, because of the circumstances, because of, you know, what my life looks like today, uh, a lot of his friends and, and a lot of teenagers and, and some that didn't even know him or even just knew sure. of him or whatnot, they reach out. And I think they're probably more open with me because of the situation. And, and also, you know, I mean, um, you know, sometimes it's easier to talk to somebody outside of your own family or whatnot. And, and a lot of them, you know, it started out as reaching out, you know, just checking in on us. I, I was actually um, pleasantly surprised at the number of teenagers that reach out to us on a regular basis, just yeah. to check in and see if we're okay while they're, you know, they're processing this grief themselves and, and still mourning seven months later. Yeah. Um, it's brought a lot of people and conversations into my life this last few months, teenagers and adults alike. Um, and honestly, what I've seen is even though like we, we, we tend to think that, oh my gosh, just hanging out with that crowd. And, you know, I, I, I wish he wasn't associating with this bunch or I wonder what's going on in there. And, and you know, you, you, your, your mind just goes to the negative or what kind of trouble are, are they in and whatnot. But what I've seen since uh, has actually restored my faith in that generation yeah. because I've gotten, I've been given the opportunity to get to know them on a, a different level and yeah. have different conversations. I feel today as if I know Travis better now than I did seven months ago. And we were having some really good mm -hmm. discussions. You know, we were uh, last few months with him in particular mm -hmm. were, were absolutely amazing. Like, if you want to get to know a teenage boy, spend time in the car with him, yeah. right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Don't for make sure. appointments, spend time in the car, with, drive him wherever he wants to go. Yeah. That's when they're going to talk to you. Yeah. And, and we did a lot of that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, no, the, what I've seen and, and what they've shared with me since really, it, it restores my faith because there was a time I would have said, oh my gosh, you know, we're, we're, we're in trouble. Where are we going? But what we don't see, you know, they don't share everything with us. I mean, teenagers and I guess, you know, probably teenage boys. And, I, and I'm not a, I'm no expert. I'm not a mental health expert. I'm not a psychiatrist or, 
you know, a teacher or any of those things. I'm just speaking from my own experience. But from what my experience, what I've seen is that these, uh, they don't show us. No. And these are not necessarily conversations that come up in your home or at your dinner table. But I can guarantee you they're happening. So there's a lot that they don't show us and there's a lot that they don't tell us. But they're having some pretty powerful conversations amongst themselves. And, and I've learned since that, um, you know, Travis and a lot of his friends, Travis and the boy who were driving the car that night, mm-hmm. they were having some deep, meaningful conversations about topics such as anxiety and addiction and the lack of resources for, um, you know, mental health for Mm -hmm. teens, suicide awareness. They are talking about all of these things. And we need to slow down and listen. Yeah. And uh, we need to slow down and listen, but we need to learn to, uh, we need to learn to, um, you know, re- really listen, don't jump in and judge or try and take control of the conversation. Listen to what they're saying, because these are really, th- these are very real discussions that are happening amongst that age group. And I'm, I feel privileged actually to be able to be included in some of these, these discussions now. I, I've gotten to know them on a whole different level and, and, um, you know what, we, we've got to make some changes. We do. We have to make some changes. I think that we need to begin to listen to understand rather than listening to answer. Exactly. And um, so many of us in our generation is always listening to answer, uh, to give our answer, to, to this is our opinion and understand that we are not growing up in their world. It's a very different world. I mean, mm-hmm. they... Um, the, the issues that they're dealing with on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I, I spoke to a family doctor, you know, in our community not too long ago. And he said, Michelle, I spend 80% of my time dealing with teenage addiction and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And if that one doctor spends 80% of his time dealing with those issues, well, then I think that's, you know, it's fair to assume that the others are in a similar situation. And, and if that's the case, that means 80% of our households or 80% of our friends or, or relatives are, are also dealing with these issues on, on some scale. So, you know, if you have a teenager or if you've had a teenager or if you've ever known a teenager, um, a large majority of them, you know, whether it be anxiety or addiction or depression or suicide, uh, there's a whole range of topics. I don't know a parent out there right now who doesn't um you know whose whose child or at least one of their children is not dealing with something on some level absolutely absolutely but it's frustrated me for years that there are a lot of conversations that we're not having you know Mm -hmm. and um i I hear a lot of stories about long wait lists i hear a lot of stories Mm -hmm. about um medications and um trouble getting the supports and the resources and 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 there are you know and that's part of what i want to talk about with travis as well because we went through that yes and i went through it with one of my daughters as well we've been around that bin we've been around that circle we've dialed the 800 numbers we've downloaded the apps we've done it all um and and not to take away from 
you know, the good work that those people in good work and, and organizations are doing, but I mean, the resources are stressed. And what we really need to see is more timely, affordable access, um, yes. you know, in, in the moment, because things are happening right underneath our noses. And, you know, so I'll, I'll go back to, you know, the Friday for, before last again. Um, well, I think a lot of people also don't understand, and I think this is a bigger part of the story too, uh, for those that are that are obviously listening and watching, um, is that it, the driver of the the car, um, you know, and you touched on it briefly, but the driver of the vehicle was uh, was Travis's close friend. Close friend, they, um, you know, they lived down the road from each other. Mm -hmm. um, Travis spent time in their household he spent time in ours um our families you know our we, we've got a personal relationship with that family their sisters their older sisters are our best friends mm -hmm. and um you know travis's younger sister she's you know she, she looks at him like another brother you know when she was going into the high school this year she was looking forward to him being there to, yeah. to help her through um and you don't just throw that away. No. Uh, you know, these kids, I mean, they, um, now these boys, you know, in particular, they um, they started to hang out together as a result of the gymnastics program. They yeah. were both um, competitive gymnasts with yeah. Cygnus uh, for quite a number of years. So there were tournaments, there were trips, there were overnights, and, and you know, they were very close during all that. And um, uh, Travis's gymnastics, career got interrupted a couple of years ago when he broke his leg and that's kind of and I'll come back to that story as well because that's pretty much when things started to spiral out of control for a couple of years and and he did make his way back and that's the story that you know I really want to talk about yes. and that's the story that um, inspires us to keep doing what we're, we're doing now mm. which I'm going to talk about you know further why we're building this wellness foundation yes. in support of teen mental health you know through physical activity um, self-care and better habit development. We're using his example, but you know, these boys, okay, so back on July 4th, yes. there was a headline. Yes. 16-year-old boy uh, dies in a fatal, you know, fatal injury, 16-year-old boy dies in a, in a car crash on the Hooch Cove Highway. And our lives were torn apart, not just our lives, many lives. Many. many lives, the lives of the, the driver and his family, the, the lives of um, the other uh, kids that were involved with the accident, the other survivors of, of that accident, thank God they, you know, thank God there wasn't more fatalities, mm -hmm. but I mean, the effects are, are long lasting. This all just didn't just end and go away for us all on, on July 5th. Uh, and all of the teenagers out there, you know, the, the kids that lost a friend that day mm. our lives have been torn apart and we're still we're still processing that we're it's it's never going to be okay you know we're never going to get over it but we do have to learn how to move forward and and learn to live with that and and, and learn to carry that grief and um learn to move forward in a, in a in a productive manner because you can spend your time blaming and being angry and and hate and it doesn't help you, it doesn't help us, it doesn't help anybody who was involved that night, it doesn't bring them back. Mm. 
it, it, it's never going to bring them back. So, so what do we do? Um, so, you know, Friday before last, I mean, obviously, you know, there, you know, there, there was an investigation. Yes. And that's a long drawn out process mm-hmm. uh, too. And, and, and that's, that's how it works. Things have to be done and um, there's a process that has to be followed. So it, uh, it's, it's a long drawn out and it, it takes some time and you, you, you're just trying to get through day by day, you know, while that's happening now, you know, again, we have a very close relationship with the driver and the family and, and I've been able to speak with emergency responders who were first on the scene and mm-hmm. whatnot and everybody's been very open with me and I, and I always felt I had a good understanding of what happened that night but you have to let the investigation uh, take its course and um, and that's been done so that investigation was closed uh, just over a week ago and as a result of the investigation charges were made uh, the driver was charged with dangerous driving um, I can't remember the wording exactly, but it was it was dangerous driving, you know, causing bodily harm, it was dangerous driving, causing death, and he was charged with drug impaired driving. Mm. Um, and uh, we knew about the charges. We've been in communication right. with the RNC, and I would assume, I don't know for sure, but I would assume that the RNC were also in communication with the other families involved, but they were certainly in communication with us and with the driver's family. We knew about the charges. You knew the charges were coming. Oh, absolutely. And you were on... uh, We didn't know what was coming, but we did know that, you know, it was getting close to the end of the... And you had accepted that the families had accepted that this would be part of a process that you would, uh, again, try to learn to live with. Uh, I don't believe there's any manual out there. sure that there isn't and uh um you know or any real step process um but you were doing well and uh, and and as as you know as families uh moving as well as we can given the circumstances you know one step forward every day but your schedule was taken back last week um and i think that's you know that's and And that's why i'm here and that's why i've been so vocal again this Mm -hmm. week and i've been very vocal right from the start um, and maybe that's a part of my therapy. I, I don't know, but I've been very vocal from the start and I've shared everything and mm. you, you can go on my Facebook page. Yes. It's all there. Um, I've, I've, I've written, I've, I've posted and I've been very open and very vocal about what our experience has been, uh, throughout this entire journey from the night of July 4th and, and on. And in the beginning, a part of the reason I did that uh, was because, and, and, and it's history has repeated itself this week. Yes. But in the beginning, the reason that I, I shared was to remind people, you know, to be kind, um, you know, remind people that there are real, you know, human beings and, and families affected by this and they need your, your kindness and, and support. So, you know, what happens when a headline like that hits the paper? So on July 5th, the headline was, mm. uh, you know, Pooch Call Crash takes the life of a 16-year-old boy. Yeah. And, you know, we worked through that. And, and I wrote at that time to, um, to remind people again that, uh, you know, these are somebody's children. And, you know, even the, the driver 
he woke up the next day with the knowledge that he was driving the car that killed his best buddy. Yes. He woke up the next day in hospital, you know, with fairly, you know, major injuries, mm -hmm. punctured lungs and yeah. ribs and things like that. And, and he woke up the next day with that knowledge. As hard as this has been for him, for, for us, I yeah. mean, as hard as this has been for us, he, he wakes up with that knowledge every day that, you know, choices that he made that night resulted in, in the death of his buddy and that everybody in our community is aware of that. Um, so he woke up the next day with that knowledge. I mean, he didn't want to live. He was, he didn't want to live that day. Yeah. And they, they looked after his physical injuries, mm -hmm. but he was released from the hospital a short time later. And to my knowledge, there was no, um, there were no supports in place, you know, for how do you deal with that mentally? Nobody came to us. I'm sure no. they, to my knowledge, they didn't come to him. I'm sure they didn't go to anybody else. Nobody steps in. And, and yes, I I know we can we can download the app and we can call the one hundred yes. numbers. But when you're living through that in the moment, it's the furthest thing from your mind. Um, I have been uh, called out on a number of times recently, and um, for you know for for communicating for um, to make mental health such <clears throat> and um, to, uh, so to another level of awareness with mental health and some people have made a comment that you know th those people that struggle in the moment uh, should talk to somebody professionally and sometimes that they can't wait three weeks four weeks for an appointment or seven or, or seven months or you know the, the world is not nine to five anymore the world is 24 7 and the days of 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 our generation of walking into a clinic and these are just not there and people need to connect more than ever people need to connect your family has been giving has been given something to deal with for the rest of your life as his family has been given the same thing and um and the other and the, and the other, other survivors, and the the other survivors. They, they lived they through a very traumatic event some of the things you as, pointed as, out as to well me. and and that has to be called you you don't just go back to school or work on Monday no. and everything is okay. No. It's not like that. No. And there's no sentence out there. There's no punishment that is going to take away any of this. It's, it's how do we live with what happened and how do we try to make the best of it? What is the message? And there's not one direct message. Um, there's just, there's, I believe, empowerment and connection um, that is certainly happening. Um, but you pointed out so many people that were affected. The people directly in the accident, the first responders, um, all the, the, the people that worked in the hospitals, uh, all of the people that we forget about that happens within this moment. And everybody is trying to piece together their part of that story. And you know, you think about the first responders, for example, and. You know, I, I have actually been in contact with some of the responders who were at the scene that night as well. And I, I know for a fact that, you know, they went home shaken up that night and, and the next day and, and had to, you know, it, this was, this was a, a, a horrible accident. And, you know, when they arrived on the scene and, and they had, they, they do this every day um, or every, you know, 
no, but every day, but way too often. And I mean, I, I know they were affected. And, and thankfully, you know, now, I mean, I've learned that, you know, they do have trauma support or, um, you know, some sort of counseling or whatever, you know, through their organizations, there, there is something in place there. Um, it wasn't always, but apparently now there is. But that doesn't exist for everybody else who was affected by that accident. Mm. I'm not seeing evidence of that, you know, in the school system or through through our own experiences. I mean, you know, thankfully we've had, you know, very good support and, you know, the love of our community and, you know, family and friends and, and each other. And that's what's gotten us through. But through official channels, there, there's no, you know, easy, timely, affordable, you know, there's nobody that swoops in and says, okay, here's what's going to happen. You know, I, I, I question why we don't have some sort of support teams in place where, you know, somebody swoops in in the first hours after a tragedy right. like this and, and takes you by the hand and mm -hmm. says, here's what's going to happen next. Yes. And here's what we're going to do and, and prepare you for, for what's coming down, down the pipe. You know, yeah. you know, last Thursday, for example, uh, Friday around noon, the, the RNC's media department and, and uh, I just want to say the, the investigation officer that we've been mm -hmm. dealing with has been absolutely wonderful. Yep. I don't envy him his job, but I mean, considering, you know, what he has to do in the news that he has to deliver, he's, um, he, he's handled that so professionally and compassionately. And I, I couldn't ask for, for any better, you know, for, for a person in his position. Uh, but, you know, the media department, whoever that is, you know, when they release that headline, again, I get that that's a part of the process, that's somebody's job. We had actually hoped that it would be downplayed. Mm -hmm. And we had requested um, that if it's at all possible, that that not be released in the media the next day. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't from a point of view of wanting to hide anything. It wasn't from a, a point of view of wanting to dispute charges or consequences no. or anything like that. It wasn't about that. It was about trying to reduce the the, the negative effects mm -hmm. uh, because we didn't know no. that that headline was going to come out that Friday. I was coming out of the gym. I got in my yeah. car. A friend sent it to me. My oldest daughter was at work. My youngest daughter was in school. Um, and, and my first reaction was to scramble to try and get to them and give them the heads up. Guys, this is about yeah. to hit the paper. The charges have been laid. There's a headline. And um, people are going to start talking and, and asking questions. And I just wanted them to be prepared. Mm. And, um, you know, the driver's mom was at her place of work. And, uh, you know, people were coming up to her and saying, he's been, has he been charged? Has he yeah. been arrested? You know, and, and nobody had a chance to, to prepare no. for that. And, you know, we had teenagers in the city who were crying that Friday. Numerous, numerous, you know, the, the friends and the peers who have spent the last seven months um, you know, trying to process their grief and, and move forward mm. and, and learning how to live with their friend. And, and they didn't get a heads up that that was happening on Friday and they weren't prepared and they were quite upset. I, I heard, uh, stories, you know, some of the, some of the kids were phoning the news outlets and saying, please take it down. Um, and again, and like I say, it's not about hiding or disputing what happened. It's the negative effects. So within minutes, things started to unfold you know um i was keeping a close eye on what was happening you know uh online mm -hmm. um because again like i said i've been very vocal and i've shared every step of my journey throughout and the reason i do that uh 
partly, partly, I guess it's my way of, uh, of dealing with things. I, I do it. Um, I do it so that, you know, hopefully it, something that I'm saying or something that I'm sharing will, will either help somebody else process their grief or, you know, make somebody stop and, and, and think for a moment before they move forward with what potentially could be a, a fatal decision that Very day. Much. Yeah. And um, so, you know, that news, that media release came out the Friday before last, and it was like we were all jolted back to July 4th again. It was, you know, seven months of moving forward yes. and and trying to take, you know, that one step forward every day until things would start to feel a little easier, a little manageable. It was like everything was reversed and we were back to July 4th again. Mm. And this time it was worse um, because this time it was worse because when a, a headline like that hits, you know, like I said, mm -hmm. people have got this tendency quite often to um, gravitate towards the, the negative and the toxic remarks. And, you know, I could see that starting to happen very quickly in the comment section. And those remarks often come from people who have no knowledge of the people or the families or the situation involved. And, you know, and, and I, the message, you know, last Friday was just, you know, just stop and think for a moment and, and, and think um, who's reading yes. this. And everybody's entitled to their, their opinion. Yes. It's a free country. I, you may not agree with mine and I'm okay with that. Um, but just stop for a moment and think about the impact that your words are going to have because it's a ripple effect. So, you know, what we saw starting to happen almost immediately were those comments, you know, throw them away and you yeah. know, throw them in jail for life yeah. and throw away the keys and what a moron they should, yeah. you know, all these. And, and it, you know, some of it was starting to see some comments that were, you know, it was getting nasty and, and disturbing. And, and then I started to see the arguments starting within the comment section because a lot of people were sharing the posts and was, I get it, it's news. That's the news of the day. And- um, But news is not news anymore. Mm. It's, it's opinion. And- yeah. um, Well, now we all have access to social media exactly. and everybody has, yes. you know, everybody's opinion is shared. And, and again, you're all entitled, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but- But I don't know if they're, that, that in we a sense, we have created a culture as to we have, we've created a culture where we believe our opinion matters. And again, for me, I take this back to, I had the opportunity to walk with you in your presence. First of all, uh, through your public handling of the situation, I found an incredible strength. I really did. I, there was a time and I'll share this with you and globally who may be watching and listening right now that I had asked you, is your happiness fake? And, and, you know, we, we talked about that, you know, we talked about that and we shared that in the moment and I won't, you know, I won't go down what, what, what we discussed in it. And obviously it wasn't, uh, you know, you were really, uh, embraced with, with the energy of Travis and, um, the answer was something that was precious to me and I'll keep it to me, but that's the type of conversation we had. And I could, I could take from your strength. And I, and I felt that, you know, you were an incredible life nudger in your moment. And to, to 
that's for me then to, for everybody to understand that you have the power to be a part of the solution or a part of the problem. And it's a choice and it's a simple choice. You have to ask where, where is your intention coming with the comments that you make? Our news is not news anymore. It, it, that, that wasn't news that day. That was history that was just, you know, regenerated again. And um, to, to be in those moments where 10 years ago, we didn't have comment sections. And now this vocal, this, the keyboard warrior, um, you have to ask yourself, what is your intention in that moment? Uh, for whatever comment you choose to make, what is your intention? Because I have been blessed to be in your company where your intention is beauty and love and faith and acting in that accordance. And I believe that in these moments that do happen as tragic, tragic as they are, or as minimal as they are, we have to choose love and kindness. We have been given a global pause and that global pause, I believe has been an opportunity for us to look inward. You know, you went through this tragedy and continue to go through this tragedy during this global pause as well. I carry this with me every moment mm. of every day. Every moment. And, and I, don't, uh, I, I don't know if I've used the word happiness because no, you know, it's, it wasn't, um, it wasn't my best choice. Of no, words, no, but it no, was, no, no. And I understand where incredible. you're coming from. And mm. it's not so much happiness. It's um, acceptance. acceptance. Um, it's pride. Mm. Um, I'm more proud of him today than I was. I was proud of him seven months ago, but I'm more proud of him today for the impact that he's had on so many. A lot of what I learned about later, mm. you know, the, 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 words that he used or the advice that he gave or, or the example that that he gave that still continues to have an impact on on his peers and at this point is having an impact on people who hadn't even met him I mean I, I had a, a message from a girl a few days ago and her, this one struck me there's, there's been many messages but this girl she said I didn't know him until after Yes. She's been following his story from the very beginning, from July 5th, and that's when I first started to speak. Mm. And, um, and I've had that from teenagers, and I've had that from adults telling me that they've been following, they've been sharing, and, you know, they're getting something from it. And that they've, um, a lot of cases, teenagers who have come forward and told me themselves that they're making better decisions today because of something he said to them when he was here, or because of something they've heard us share since. And, and, and that's the example that, you know, that's what we want to lead by. Um, so yeah, no, I, I wouldn't call it happiness. I mean, I, you know, I'm really sad for him. I'm really sad for him. I don't carry that with me forever because he's never coming back. But I can't change that. But, you know, what we can change is our response to the situation. You know, we, we can we can't go back and change the past. We can't um, we can't control what happened. We can't always control you know what happens to every day, but we can choose how we respond. So in this particular case, you know, you know we've supported you know we've stood by the driver. Once I found out that Travis wasn't coming home, mm. our next trip was to the hospital mm. because that boy needed to know that we didn't hate him. That boy needed to know that we needed him to get up the next day and the day after and the day after. 
because he's going to carry that knowledge with him forever that he made a choice that resulted in the death of his best friend. Whatever comes through the court system, and again, we're not looking to avoid it or deny it, but whatever comes down the pipe is not going to compare to the punishment that he'll put himself through every single day. But, you know, here's the thing, if, and, 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 you know, and this is why I took control of that comment section yeah. um, that Friday. This is why I wrote that very long Facebook post mm -hmm. the next morning. And, you know, my goal at the time was to turn the conversation around. Let's move towards a more productive conversation. We can't change what has happened. So what do we do moving forward? And can we just stop for a moment and think about how your words impact? So if you're going to share those posts, then I mean, I get it. I understand it. You know, some people would come forward and say, we're sharing from the point of view that of, of awareness that, you know, hopefully it's a lesson to somebody else. It's been a very big lesson for everybody affected in, in this situation. I hope it is a lesson for somebody else. Mm -hmm. I hope it does cause someone else to think for a moment before they act. Um, and others would say they were sharing because, well, it's news. Why can't I share it? Fair enough. Um, but the other thing I saw happening that day um, besides all the people we've, yes. we've mentioned, mm. when a headline like that hits, other people, I recognize some of the names and I know they've had their own loss and their yes. own tragedy, in some cases from years before. Mm -hmm. And that resurfaced for them that day as well. And when they saw their friends sharing this mm. headline, it all came barreling back for them as well. So. You know, all of my, my point that day was, you know, to to basically shed some light on, you know, the the implications and the ramifications of when that happens. Just stop and think for a moment. And there were many, many messages of support as well. You know, yeah. we've been overwhelmed, you know, with kindness and support and you know, love from everybody going through this, and it's been amazing. And we're grateful and we're, we're thankful for that because that's what gets us through. That's why I'm able to you know, kind of push through the tears and, and speak and, and, and share my experience because, you know, that gives us, that gives us strength. But, you know, again, I said in that post that day, you know, if you're sharing, are you doing it from a place mm. of, you know, compassion and, you know, a, a true desire to, to help prevent another family from going through similar pain? Or are you doing it from a place of rumor and speculation and judgment without having all, all of the facts. So I think you need to stop and think about that for a moment because the families do see this right. and it does have an impact and it does have, it does have an effect. Um, so again, you know, right now what we're dealing with mm -hmm. is, you know, again, Travis is not coming back. I can't change that. I'll never, you know, <laughs> I brought these in. Mm. This is the first time they were in the porch exactly where he left them. This is the first time oh. today that I've moved and everything is exactly where it is because mm. we're, it's not that we don't accept that he's gone, we accept it, but we're not ready to put him away. Um, so yeah, I, I moved these actually for the first time. Yeah, just keep them for a second. These are, um, he, he, wore, he wore the whole, oh God. he was an avid skateboard yeah. enthusiast and I, I couldn't keep him in shoes. Oh my so gosh. he would always wear holes in the bottom. Uh, yeah. uh, for those that obviously see this through our YouTube channel, it's it's uh, you, you can certainly see the holes in the wear, but 
uh, for those of you listening uh, via audio. Um, <laughs> these are certainly a pair of Travis's sneakers uh, that have been brought in, and I can't, you know, I have goosebumps right now saying that this is the first time that you've moved them, and I feel just holding them, uh, you know, an incredible amount of strength right now. Yeah, yeah, for me, I can feel the energy, truthfully, <laughs> I really can. Um, and, uh, and I know it's just not the two of us sitting here right now. Uh, it's very special for you to do that uh, and share that with me. Um, it's, uh, I really feel it. I'm, it's, almost, it's almost like I don't want to let it go. And, um, I, I, I get us. And you know, please don't ever let those go. I know I'm. I know I. No, um, um, I know I'm not uh, telling you something that you uh, don't already know. Not at all. It's it's pretty powerful. Um, but you know, so moving forward mm -hmm. through all of this, um, because again, you know, what I saw playing out online that Friday, yes. um, it was it was it was it was disturbing. It was it was emotional. It was. It was toxic in, in places. Um, it brought up a lot of emotions. Mm -hmm. It stirred up a lot of turmoil. And like I said, people, you know, affected have spent the last seven months trying to process this and, and move forward. And it has not been easy. Um, but, you know, like I said in my very long Facebook post mm -hmm. on Saturday morning, is that, you know, hanging on to that anger and that blame and that hatred, mm -hmm. it doesn't help us. No. Um, it doesn't help the person who's putting that out there. I mean, maybe it makes you feel better in, in the moment, but really at the end of the day, did it really improve your day to hate on somebody today? I don't, I don't think so. No. I think if anything, it's going to drag you down further. Yes. And, and it doesn't bring them back. It's never going to bring them back. So we can rant and we can be angry and we can blame and we, we can scream and we can do all those things. And, and so, and, you know, and, and sometimes you may need to do a little bit of that just to, to get it out. But that, energy that negative toxic mm. you know carrying that around like it doesn't help us and it doesn't help you no right? we are uh this is not going to be the last time that we speak no. um no. and uh you you told me you were coming on and and i'm holding you to it uh we have so much to unwrap here and there's a um, um, there's, a, there's a much bigger story Yes. at play here and that was the whole point of it is that you know what that was the headline yes but what i really want to talk about moving mm. forward um it's the story of who he was yes it's the story of you know who he still is um you know travis uh, we went down we went down a rabbit hole and like i i mentioned here earlier these boys they were um they were they were competitive gymnasts they mm. were in they knew what it felt like to be in top physical health and when you're when you're in good health and when you're when you're taking care of yourself when you're taking care of your your body um and you're mindful of what you take in you know both into your mind and into your body you know that transpires into better mental health you know mm. so improve self-confidence and self-esteem and all of those things and and these boys knew what it felt like to be on top. Wow. They knew. These guys trained 20 hours or, or more a, a week. And, you know, the, the routines that they go through in the gym, yeah, like it, it makes my gym sessions and, and, mm -hmm. and, and your cross training look like a joke. Uh, I'm sorry, Steve. No, it doesn't like, even. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you could see what these boys do in the gym yeah. at, at a young age, I mean, yeah. so, you know, they, they were trained to be on top. And, and, mm -hmm. You know, another important thing, you know, when they were in that program, 
Um, and, and I'm forever grateful to, to the coaches and the staff at, at Cygnus because mm. even though he wasn't an active member, you know, last July, for, yeah. he was out a couple of years. The, the broken leg kind of sent things into a bit of a, a spiral for a couple of years and we went down that rabbit hole, but he found his way out of it. And that's what I want to talk about. But, you know, I'm forever grateful to the coaches at Cygnus because growing up in that environment, yes. you know, these guys had mentors, mm. um, they had coaches and those people, I don't know if they realize what a powerful impact they have, um, you know, when they, when they go in day to day and they do those jobs, but they're, um, they, they do, these kids are looking up to them and they're listening. And I, I remember, for example, uh, at one time, Travis's, um, he had his coach, Brandon, mm. Uh, Brandon worked with him for quite a number of years and he got in the car one time and if Brandon only ate pizza on Fridays, <laughs> Travis only ate pizza on Fridays, day. whatever Brandon said was the Bible yeah. kind of thing. So, you know, there is like real value there. I mean, if you're in a position right now where you're a coach and I know you do yes. a lot of this, but I mean, if, if you're out there and you're working with young people and you're providing that role model, you know, I, I'm going to tell you now, you don't know how important you are and, and, and the effects that that has. So, you know, these boys, they knew what it was like to be on top. I, I feel yeah. privileged to, to be in a position of that. Um, when, I, when I look at those opportunities and people, it's not a task, it's a privilege. It a privilege. Um, there's, there's what happened. Um, there's, um, and then there's what, what are we going to do next? And I think that's where I'd like to go the next time we sit down that there's been and such that's the more important that's the more important discussion thing. um and and that's really what brings me here because yes. we're in a very different place right now mm. than we were a week ago friday yeah um and the conversations that have been had this past week are so much more productive and so much more positive and you know the goal is to you know to bring about some some real change mm. and again we're driven by Travis's example, um, because like I said, these boys knew what it was like to be on top, and they also knew what it yes. was like to hit bottom. Because you know, as yes. adolescents, they they went through those teen years, and they dealt with anxiety and addiction. And you know, I mentioned to you earlier, they were having some pretty powerful conversations amongst themselves about very important topics. Yes. That you know, listen, whether you want to admit it enough or not, whether you're comfortable speaking about it or not. I'm going to say that most of the people listening to this podcast are dealing with something on some level. And the reason I speak is because I know that not everybody can, and I'm, I'm not afraid to, you know, share my experience and, and tell you exactly, you know, <laughs> no. how we feel and, and how it's affected right. us. And, and hopefully that that does help somebody or, or give somebody else the courage or the, or the strength to, you know, to, to get up tomorrow and, and try again. But I said to my girls, you know, back on July 5th, um, you know, we got two choices, right? We can, we can crumble now and we can let everything fall down around us. And that's not going to help us. Hmm. And it's not going to help anybody. And there were a lot of eyes on us at the time because, you know, we have been in contact with a, a large number of the teenage population. I said, or we can get up tomorrow. We can put one step forward. Mm-hmm. And we can keep doing that every day until we start to get some normal back in our lives and until things start to feel a little bit easier. They're always going to be different. It's never going to be the same. So now we have to, to find a new way. But um, 
where we are today. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we had been working on in the background. We weren't ready to go public this week. The, yeah. the RNC media release <laughs> shot us into the limelight this week. Yes. And it was more of a response to turn the conversation around and, and not lose, you know, not lose the, um, all of the, uh, you know, productivity that had yes. already been achieved. Yes. So we weren't quite ready to go public, but, but here we are. Mm. Um, what I wasn't re prepared for was the response and the response has been amazing and overwhelming. And like, I'm mind blown, um, at the support and the number of people who've stepped forward and said, how can we help? We want to help. And, 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 this needs to happen and, and, and when is it going to happen? So what I have been working on in the background uh, before all this was to, I, I had always wanted to start a foundation in his name. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think of it as the Travis Wheaton Wellness, Wellness. Foundation. <laughs> and the goal is to support teenage mental health by supporting, you know, in, in encouraging, you know, physical activity, self-care yes. and, better better habits because this is what he had been doing so like i said before the headline that's all it was it was a headline it was a horrible tragic incident um that never should have happened and i'm never going to i'm never going to see my son get his license or his first job I'm never going to see him start a family. But if we can do something now that, you know, it, that's never going to happen. I'm never going to see him do any of these things. Um, and that's hard to, that's hard to live with. But if we can do something now that helps his friends and you know, all of the other teenagers out there who are looking for solutions and they are looking for solutions. They are having those conversations, not necessarily with you or me, mm -hmm. but they're having those conversations amongst themselves. So, so we need to do more. Um, we need to do more to help them, you know, find and access those solutions. And, um, you know, Travis has a, a great recovery story. Um, and there is one, you know, it's one conversation I really want to share with you before yes. we sign off here now. And yes. I'll, I'll talk more about, you know, yes. the foundation um, afterwards. But, you know, again, if we can do something now mm -hmm. that results in results in all of the teenagers that are still with us today mm -hmm. um, and future generations that helps them, you know, achieve their goals and, and live a more productive life and, and have the opportunity to go out there and be great and be amazing because I know that they all, I know they all can. Mm. Um, and, you know, look, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what your household income level is or, or what neighborhood you live in. They all have the potential to be great. Yeah. And they just need somebody to, to believe in them. Mm. And, you know, put out a helping hand sometimes. So if we want to create this foundation, um, you know, better mental health through better physical health. You know, I used to say this, Travis, you know, when we're going through all this, it was, um, 
you know, so everybody else, everything else is going to fall into place. We're going to figure out all the rest. Yeah. You know, if it, if it takes another year to graduate, it takes another year to graduate. But right now, we've got to get your mind and body right, mm -hmm. and we'll work on the rest afterwards. Yeah. So that's that's where that's where all this stems from. So you know, short version is that um, in the months prior to the accident, he had paid. You know, and and it was a long struggle to to get there, and two steps forward and three steps back sometimes. But he took responsibility mm -hmm. for. He took responsibility for his own um, his own um, recovery. Yes. And, and he did that by getting himself back into the gym, by making a, a conscious, you know, choice to. And it wasn't easy, you know. Some days we turned up in the parking mm. lot and turned around yeah. and went again, and yeah. you know, some days he stayed five minutes. But he he had um, he made one promise to me and one promise to himself that he would show up at four o'clock Monday and Wednesday. Yeah. And that was all that we focused on until things started to get easier, until it started to get a little bit better. But I mean, the, the results were amazing. Um, and it did start to happen sooner than you'd realize just by making that one conscious choice. So, you know, the last conversation, and that's what the real story is about, because that's what we want to bring. That's what we want to talk yes. more about. We yes. want to make this an available option. Yes. Um, and a more frequent discussion so while you're waiting for those therapy appointments or you know you waiting for the the medication to to work yeah. or whatever it is that you're you're working through you know there's other things that you can do Absolutely. in the meantime and i think it needs to be part of a, a broader spectrum so we we want to talk more about that and and we want to create a, a foundation in support of that not that we want to we will mm. we will because you know me i mean i don't yeah, I make yeah and <laughs> you tell me you're doing once something. i make up yeah but, and, and here we are today steve i'm yeah. going on your podcast yes and by the way we might need two sessions <laughs> we may need more <laughs> he, than two and, and, and he didn't argue <laughs> no i didn't i uh, um i believe there's a bigger thing happening at play here um yeah. there's you've shared so many times with me uh, the amount of energy and connection that has happened um since uh, the event and um uh, and it's been snowballing in a really positive yeah. direction and uh, i think that's where i'd like for us to go uh and sit again it's been a uh, we've had a great day uh conversation and some of it has been heavy but i'd like for us now it, it's it's we had we had we had something happen now what what can we do about it and i think that's where we'd like to go uh, when we sit again and we're going to sit again and we're going to sit very shortly again and uh we're going to bring this to life even even that much more um and i'm hoping that you will do that with oh, me oh absolutely um, um one thing i'm not is short of words no and i'm again i mean i'm more than willing to to talk and, and talk at length as long as anybody's willing to listen uh because it's frustrated me for years that we don't hear enough talk about this um so here we are yeah. here i am I, i'm willing to talk but you know there's one conversation i want to share with you yes. before we go yes. that really you know it's it's the driving force behind why we're doing what we're doing mm. um because again it was using his example and making this an available option to his friends to the other teenagers to to everybody really this is not just for teenagers i mean i you know this is this is for all of us I mean, there's nothing, I don't, I, no matter what's going on, I'm going to tell you, if you put on your sneakers and you get outdoors for a while, whatever it is you were struggling with, it's going to be a little bit easier when you get back. Yes. But, you know, before he went out the door that night, again, we had some pretty powerful conversations and, the, you know, 
sometimes the words coming out of him as a 16 year old boy I just mm. kind of looked I was like whoa um but before he went out the door that night the last thing he said to me mm. he uh he looked at me and he said um mom I didn't feel good last year mm. and I didn't want to get out of bed because I didn't feel good and he said but I don't feel that way now I feel amazing he said, I've got my energy back. Mm. And he said, um, I'm never giving this up because I'm never going back to that place. Mm. And then he said, I wish that my friends knew how good this feels. And then they'd want to do these things too. And he was talking about physical activity. He was talking about getting out in nature. Yes. He was talking about, you know, self-care, better habits, more sleep. Um, little things, you know, little things, small changes that you can make in your daily routine that, that add up to have a great impact. And, you know, he's having an amazing, he's, ha he's still having it. He had a great impact and um, that impact just keeps growing. The impact and, and that's, he, is, that's why we're here. he has left yeah. uh, continues to grow. It does. And um, yeah. we're going to build on that. Oh, um, very much. I, I spoke briefly today about what I believe to be the most important word and the most important action that we can have for anything in life today. And I touched on it a little bit today and I want to share it with you because you have been the embodiment of that. And that is vulnerability. I believe any healing takes part, takes place when we can become truly vulnerable because vulnerability is storytelling. And when people tell stories people can relate to stories and when you can relate to a story you can feel safe you can feel that you're in a place of safety your vulnerability has created a place of safety for so many people and i believe that's strength that we could never imagine i thank you for your vulnerability because you've created that place of safety for so many now i believe that's why you're here I believe you're a vehicle for a message. I'm thankful for the message. I'm thankful for your vulnerability because when we create safety, that's when true healing can take place. That is what I know. Um, and we will continue to keep the conversation going. Um, we will make this an ongoing um, venture. And, it it uh, is an ongoing uh, venture. It's, uh, we're, we're just getting started. Yep. And I've realized, you know, after the responses to my post last week and the discussions that have opened up um, and, and the, the numerous, numerous messages that I've received and, and, and thank you very much, by the way, mm -hmm. you know, people have, have shared, um, you know, where, where they're coming from and um, it's been pretty, I, I feel honored, you know, that they, um, that they trust, you know, a, a enough to open up and, and share that with me or publicly, you know, whichever it may be. And I always respect everybody's confidentiality. But um, we're just getting started. Yeah. We're just getting started. This is this is very important. The the words that um, the messages that he left behind, the words, you know, those notes that I share sometimes that were found in his phone. It's this is all very important. And, you know, I feel like he set something into motion, you know, through his example, because he did have that 
recovery story. Um, and that story is so much more important, you know, than that headline to us at this point. Yeah. And, and that's what we need to share because um, the thing is, this isn't a counselor or a therapist <laughs> or a school authority no. um, speaking to this kid. This is, this is their own buddy. This is another 16-year-old in their group who went down, you know, went down a, a hard path for a couple of years and then made his way back in a very big way. And, um, you know, the people that spent time around him, those other 16, 17, 18 year olds, they notice mm. and think, you know what, what's Travis doing? Because, yeah. you know, he's doing really well. And, and the key, um, you know, point for me is that, you know, it's really important for anybody who is struggling with something, um, to know that there are brighter days. I mean, sometimes you got to push through some messy yeah. shit for a little while. Absolutely. And it's not easy. Mm. Um, but, you know, you got to make a choice. And and that's, again, that's where I'm to. I mean, I, I've made a choice that, you know, I, we're not going to let this, um, we're not going to let this uh, ruin us. No. You know, we, we have two choices. And, you know, one choice was to take one step forward every day until things start to feel a little bit more normal. Mm -hmm. And the other choice was to bury my head underneath the pillow. And that wasn't a very attractive option. <laughs> um, so it really wasn't a choice. But I just want everyone to know that if they, you know, it might be really messy right now. Yeah. And, and it could be really tangly. But, you know, it does get better. And the key here is that, you know, again, if, if you were connected to Travis in any way in particular, you saw him do it. Yes. He showed us how, and we saw the results. And, you know, he came back bigger and brighter, and he was out there preaching it to his friends. Um, I get kids now that message, or sometimes parents, and they'll say, you know, my daughter or my child was going through something and going through some tough things. And she just came and asked if I could get a gym membership because it, it helped her friend Travis and she thinks maybe it'll help her too. So you know, that's, yeah. that's why we're doing this. And that's why we want to keep talking more about this. And we will. And um, uh, I know that you wouldn't, and I know you wouldn't be in this place as well without uh, Samantha and Amy as well. Yeah. And they've been, mm. like they've been rock stars. They have just been, they, they've been so strong and They've, um, you know, we, we, we did this as, we've done, we've done this as a family. So, yes. you know, my daughters, Samantha and Amy have, um, they're leading by example also. Um, yeah, and, you know, those friend groups, I mean, they mm -hmm. cross over. So they're in touch with, yeah. they're, you know, they're, they're in touch with his friends, their friends, the driver's friends. Um, they're leading by example. And, you know, people are following. Because again, I mean, we can go out there and be angry. We can go out there and let this destroy us. And it's not only going to destroy us, it's going to destroy everybody who's watching and following. Um, so, you know, they, they have, they've been amazing. And, and it hasn't been easy for them. No. It hasn't been easy for them. Hmm. You know, their brother was a very big part, you know, of our yeah. lives. And he's left a very big hole. Um, and it's very quiet now. Hmm. And that's not comfortable no. for us. And we're learning how to live with it. Mm. Um, so they have, they, they've, they've been amazing. And, and, and my parents, um, 
you know, and, and my brother who's been really, um, you know, really, really um, taking the initiative to, to help us uh, raise some funds, you mm -hmm. know, not only to um, support the drivers, we yes. will talk because he, he's got to be given a shot at life and, and yes. you know, we need to make sure that, you know, he has legal representation capable and invested you know in making sure that whatever the outcome is it's something yep. that's conducive to his recovery our recovery everybody's yep. you know movement forward um you know and thank god you know thank god that we have each other because i know that you know not everybody not everybody has that we've been blessed to have a really supportive community around us i'm fortunate to work with you know really great people not only in my office but in the industry mm -hmm. like yourself yeah and um and and thank you thank you for that because we didn't get we, we can't do this alone no we can't do this alone and um you know nobody nobody wants to do it alone right so if you're making a difference in one person's life today then it's all been worth it that's we're going to continue the conversation uh, i'm going to ask for you to um leave any comments you wish to do so um you can send private messages to me and um, we'll certainly discuss those out with uh, michelle and we're going to get back together again in a short period of time because there's an energy that has taken place uh, since the event and um, a community that has grown so powerful and um, yes and we're going to grow with that and um we're going to make sure that so if there's any questions that you have are you facing any challenges right now if there's anything there that we can help you uh nudge along the way because i want this podcast to be a vehicle to grow braver uh to model your values and be an opportunity for you to impact the world i want this to be a platform to be shared uh, by the global warriors and the life nudgers uh, in our lives who paved the way, the ones who choose to truly lead with love and respect. Uh, Bob Marley said it best, live the life you love and love the life you live. Um, and I'm going to try to play the song that we introduced at the beginning of the podcast by Brent Morgan, going to be okay. And um, we're going to speak to you again very, very soon in the future. Um, Michelle, I can't thank you enough. Thank you. And we're going to keep it going. Um, but thank you so much for joining and spending some time uh, with me. So. Don't give up on it. Life gets so 